Hello, do we have Mr. Coop DeVille on the line? Yes, you do. All right, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on the Dream Big, Live Large podcast. Um, and thank you for being my second guest for this podcast. And I, I really appreciate it. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So what I want you to do, if you can tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, and then um, I definitely want to dig or jump into some some topics with you here. Well, I am Coop DeVille. I am a hip-hop artist out of Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I am originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. That's about the short end of it. <laughs> <laughs> the short end, okay. okay. We can dive into it more when you ask questions and stuff. Of course. All right, so I do want to know um, what what made you decide to even be an artist? What got you into music? Uh, I've been into music oh, my whole life. So probably just my mom, yeah, my mom. Who got me into hip-hop was my best friend, John. But my mom has always influenced me in the music. Okay. Okay. So now I know you said that your mom has influenced you. How so? What What were some of the things that she used to do or things that she did she to kind of... listen to a lot of music. <laughs> she just listened to a lot. <laughs> I mean, I a, she just listened to a lot of music. Okay. Okay. She didn't just listen to one genre, you know. You know right. She didn't just okay. listen to classic rock or hard rock. She listened to everything. So... When I was a kid, I got a taste of everything growing up. So, you know, right off the bat, I just, I love music. Okay. So tell me about your friend, about your friend, John, and how he got you into music. Um, John came in the picture when I was 14, um, when I moved to Tucson, Arizona, actually, because that's when I came out here from St. Louis. Um, and then we just started hanging out over the years. And then when I moved in with him, I was really heavy into rock, really. I wasn't even really thinking about hip-hop, even at the moment. Um, but he was an artist himself, and still is. And, you know, just kind of, hey, you know, you should freestyle. And I was like, dude, I, 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 I have no clue what hip-hop is, you know? Like, I've listened <laughs> to it, but I don't, I don't know how it's structured. Because in music, there's a structure, you know? Every, right. So I didn't really understand it. Um, but then I really, like, dove just headfirst into hip-hop. I really went to the old school, like, how it started, everything. Mm -hmm. How to structure mm -hmm. a 16, how, how a chorus goes, everything. What a bridge is. So the structure for you now, I know you said that you didn't know, you know, too much about the structure at first. Was that no, difficult I honestly for you? Didn't. Uh, it wasn't honestly because I'm a writer. Uh, I wrote a lot of poetry. I've written, I've written a lot of songs. So the transition wasn't that hard. Okay. So with being a poet, right, I do want to know, as you were younger, did you write a lot of poetry growing up or um, when you got into your teens or when did you start? Yeah, for girls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It was like the smooth thing to do, you know, write him a nice little poem to like you. Okay, okay. So what I what I also want to know more about, right, is a lot of times you do have to have like a work-life balance with everything, right? So how does yes, that 
How does that come into play with you and your music career, your family, and just your ev- just your day to day? How do you balance everything? That's a tough one. <laughs> um, how I do it is just maintaining focus um, and staying on the path. That's that's the key to being an artist. We try not to juggle too many plates. It can get the plates can get heavy. Mhm. So that's really that's really my key. It's just staying focused on one on, on one project and one goal at a time. I don't really like to take on a lot of projects at one time because I've tried to do that before. They all didn't get completed. I really was like disappointed with myself, you know. So mm-hmm. I I I re-strategized and said, no, let's do this a little bit different. Okay. So. How does your family? How does your family feel about you know about what you do? Um, how supportive have they been with that? My family is actually really supportive. My wife especially. Awesome. Uh, so it's really not that hard on me. Um, I understand some artists probably do have it probably harder than me, but my my family is really supportive. My daughters love it. Um, so yeah, I really I really do have a good support system around me. Now, which is very important because if you don't, it can that can definitely you know hurt the balance as well. Oh yeah. You know, between that work and life, so it's good that you do have that support system. Now, how involved, or do you involve your family with your music? No. Do you no, you're really involved with it? No, um, not much. No, I try to leave business and family out. Okay. Now tell me, tell me why. Tell, give me a little bit of, of insight into that, because I, I want to understand more. It's, you know, it's just honestly easier that way for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can focus. I don't have to worry about nothing else. Right. Just the music. Okay. Just the music. It's. I've never actually wanted to involve them. Actually, honestly. Okay. Well, nothing uh, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at yeah. all. Yeah. You know, I, I've taken my kids to the studio though. They they've seen what I do. You know, I've showed them, hey, you know, this is this is what a studio looks like and everything. I've showed them the equipment and stuff like that. Okay. So tell tell me a little bit about what what you bring to the table as an artist. What is something that you think you do differently than everybody else? What is something that what's the mark you hope to leave? on the culture? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that one. Um, what makes me different would be my creativity. That would be what makes me different. Um, I'm not just a hip-hop artist. Um, I do, I'm actually, one. I'm getting into screenwriting. I'm writing a movie. Um, I want to get into writing TV shows, stuff like that. Nice. Um, so I'm not just one-dimensional. Um, the mark I would want to leave on the culture is just, you know, my story. That's, that's mainly what I would want to leave is, you know, just my story. Um, and that's going to actually be told in my album that I'm actually working on. Nice. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, and that is, so I'm going to make sure not to I dig too the deep title yet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Because we're, we're yeah, really I am actually telling my whole life story actually in a CD form. 
Um, I'm actually doing a small documentary on myself. It's called the Independent, uh, uh, sorry, the Life of an Independent Artist. So now I'm actually. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. I think we got a little delay. But no, I was gonna say I'm actually gonna have my videographer follow me around at shows, follow me in the studio, um, some of my everyday life, work, stuff like that, just so you get an inside view on what an independent artist goes through. Okay. Now, speaking of which, what's something that you feel has been one of the most challenging things about being an independent artist? What's some of the roadblocks that you've ran into, and how did you overcome those things? Um, I'm actually still working on my biggest roadblock, and that's marketing. Um, it's just there's so many spammers out there, <laughs> and there's so many just guys that you can pay your money, but you're going to get results, but it's it, then the results get taken back because it's it's all bots. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's that's my biggest thing right now is just finding legit marketing, um, the way you're not going to get scammed. Because there's so many out there, so independent artists are getting scammed daily. Just it it it's it's horrible. Now I will say, growing up, like I used to, I used to just really just make make beats like a, a while back, and okay. I did run into a a guy. I think he was calling himself a marketer. Um, he, you have you ever seen? And you tell me if you ran into this. I don't know, but where they you have to pay they want you to pay to be in a showcase yeah but I, it's I, yes it, no it's <laughs> it, it really is it really is when there's so many things that you can do as an artist with your money to really market yourself and you don't have to pay somebody else you know it in that sense because you're honestly paying to you you're sitting there and you're watching other artists perform. That's really the the main people that are in audiences. Other artists, you want to build your own fan yeah. base. So so those, I definitely those understand. Kind of shows, those artist showcase shows are just kind of pointless. Like you said, you're it's artists performing for other artists. There's literally no fans at that. So there's honestly no point. I've never understood it. I don't ever want to do it. Um, it does happen. In Arizona, I know. Okay, <laughs> um, but it's it's also up to the artist. I've always told the artist, if you guys continue to allow it, then they're just going to keep doing it. So, I, st I I try to I try to give knowledge to independent artists that ask questions. Some want to listen, some don't. And that's true, because a lot of people still think, oh, exposure is exposure, but. You know, it, it's one of those things like, no, <laughs> the exposure is not exposure well, when you're I always performing in front of your competition. No, if it has no ROI, I don't want anything to do with it. And that's the key. That's the key. So can you tell me, how do you measure, how do you measure your efforts with what you do when you're putting your music out there or you're promoting yourself? How are you measuring what, you know, how, how something has worked? How are you measuring that? Who it's reaching, how far it's going, how many people actually liked it, stuff like that. The views, everybody always thinks, oh, he's got like 3,000 views, but how many likes does he got on the video? You'll see, the, you'll see like 5,000 views and only 100 likes. That's 
not good. And that's, it even happens to me. And I don't know how we can really beat it till we can learn the algorithm of the systems. That's really what you're learning as an independent artist. You're learning how to beat the algorithm. That too, and I'll tell you, as you were saying earlier, it's bots. It's a lot of it is bots. You know, like they pay for the views. Oh yeah. You know, but they're not paying for the likes. And sometimes, granted, you do have some people, even with what you said about your, you know, your videos when you get a lot of views but not a lot of likes, a lot of people aren't taking well, the time. You know, those views aren't you know? real because they're not getting the. It's not actual people actually clicking on the link. So, it, and you know it's a bot. So, and those are the ones you got to stay away from. Now, there are companies that I have recently worked with that work, you know, and they don't charge an arm and a leg like these guys. So, and they're mm -hmm. organic views, they're organic <laughs> likes. I'm getting paid from the music through my stream, through my distro case. Now, I've heard of that. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You were, I, I couldn't really hear you. Did you say uh, DistroKid? Yeah, through DistroKid. That's, that's who I have distribution through. Okay, okay. I'm going to touch back on that in a moment, but you were saying a, about something about a lot of artists. A lot of artists aren't, you know, they don't even know that they can get their own distribution or that they can, they have to sign up for ASCAP and they have to sign up for sound exchange and sound scan to get their royalties. A lot of artists just, oh, well, just throw something on SoundCloud and that's it. That is true. Now, DistroKid, now that has got to be one that I, I've seen just recently kind of like start popping up a little bit. So is it, e is it an easy process for you or was it an easy process for you just getting started with them? Yeah, it's, it's very simple. It's not expensive at all. If you're a basic artist, it's twenty. It's just twenty dollars a month. I mean, a year. Sorry, not a month. It's twenty bucks a year. Um, you get a verified Spotify right off the bat. And then uploading your music and your artwork is very simple, as long as your stuff is, you know, good to go. Okay. Okay. So yeah, now so the setup process is very simple. They'll they'll email you. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. You're ready to go. Okay. So now I I like the idea of that because what you're doing right now, even with this interview, you know, is helping a lot of artists. So I, I just even appreciate you coming on and just really sharing your knowledge and, and sharing your experiences. So oh, another oh, that's no problem. Yeah, you know, and, and it's really appreciated. I you know, I know it was short notice, you know, just having you come on today. Um but oh, it's okay. I, I really appreciate it. I really do. Oh, it's no so, problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. No problem. No problem. Um, you're somebody who I have, you know, I've watched, you know, how you, the things that you've posted, I've watched the things that, um, how you kind of like how your thought process is. And I see you use the hashtag risk takers. Can, can you tell us a little bit about risk takers? What that means is that, what does that mean to you? The Risk Takers is actually my company. Okay, uh, tell us a little bit about it. I started in 2018. Um, I eventually wanted to be a clothing brand, um, but the name Risk Takers comes from just, you know, taking risks. Um, I believe if you don't take risks in life, then you're not going to really go anywhere. You're just going to stay 
at that one plateau, you know. Okay, so, that's so what risk takers is all about. <laughs> you got to jump off the plateau and skydive. <laughs> a lot of people aren't ready for that. A lot of people really aren't no, ready not. for that. <laughs> so or climb what, higher, you know. Some it just depends oh, that's on who true. you are, you know. That's very true. Hey, I never even thought of it like that. Outside of somebody just jump, you know, just taking that leap of faith, going a little bit higher, you know what I mean? So I, I, I never thought of it like that. So yeah. well, some people are stuck stuck in comfortability in life, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. so, and that can that can happen over time. No, that's true. You get stuck it in a way. When I was younger, I didn't take my music seriously. Didn't you know? So. Mm hmm. So what's something, what was the turning point for you? Because if you didn't take it seriously, then what made you just say, hey, I, I, I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to be the best at it. What made you just kind of do that 180? Yeah, the answer is pretty simple. It's prison. <laughs> um, I went to prison when I was young, made a stupid mistake. Um, and when I was in there, you know, I wrote a lot of music, had a lot of time to think. But honestly, that's what really made me just really want to take it seriously. Okay. Now, now that you brought that up, so I do want to ask, what was, what was that like for you? Was that something that you feel like has made you stronger? Was that something that you feel like had a, a great impact on your life in a positive way or a negative way? Uh, mentally, a positive way. It showed me how to maintain myself in an environment that you don't want to be in. <laughs> right. So, right. And I was able to stay positive and, and not really be affected by my environment. So that was what helped me the most. A lot of people can't a lot of people can't say that. A lot of people just accept what's given and they they <laughs> they don't change. They don't move forward. So that's really good that you came out of that. It sounds like even stronger. I, you know, I've heard the well, work that you've done and everything. You came out. Sounds like you came out stronger to me. Thank you. I actually honestly think I did too. I came out a better person. Actually, you know, I I learned from my mistakes. It's supposed to be a correctional facility. <laughs> So, I mean, you know what? It just really depends on the person. I always say that, you know, you can take it one way or another. You go in there, you do your time, you get out. You learn from your mistakes or you don't. That's true. A lot of people never learn, but it, it's pretty good that you, you know, you, you, you seem to be very mentally, very mentally strong. It's like, that makes me also, I do have another question now. What's something that you feel like has impacted you? Do you do you read a lot? What's what's something that has impacted you to just kind of like keep going? Uh, because of my kids. Um, what I I read I do read a lot. Uh, really necessarily read books. I just read a lot. Um, I'm always right. online. I'm just always just doing a lot. I always look up if hey I might look up something. What is it? What do I, I might need to look, because I have a garden right now, I'll just tell you specifically, I have a garden right now, and I'm growing geraniums, so I'm like, for the last two weeks, I've just been Googling everything on geraniums, <laughs> and I've been reading for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes at a time. <coughs> Nothing wrong with that. So 
so so yeah, I'm always reading. Okay. A I lot think of people you take should time always to be reading if you're if you're an artist or a writer. You should always be trying to perfect your craft. Which not a lot of people do. A lot of people think that they don't have to do anything to improve themselves. So that's that's pretty awesome that you're just even something as simple, even something not I wouldn't even say it's simple because it may not be simple for everybody to grow geraniums, but even something as simple as taking the time out to read about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish or how to do something better or make or how to care for something. That's really, yeah. that's, the, that's a testament to who you are, even as an artist. It's like you do take the time out to perfect what you have going on. So I, I really salute you on that. I think every artist should do it, to be honest. You know, maybe even do a writing exercise because sometimes I'll just sit at night. And I don't necessarily just write. I, I'll do it in my head. I'll just sit down and throw on some beats I like and vibe out, you know. So I and I come up, that's how I come up with a lot of ideas. With, um, you know, I'll just sit there, throw some beats on, uh, come up with a couple of punchlines, and then bam, you know, I got a song. Just like that. So what what, what yeah. type of beats do you, well, not <laughs> what type of beats, but when you're listening to beats or you're picking beats for your music, how does that, or what is it that you're looking for in that beat? What are you listening for? How do you know when it's the right beat? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, how do you know when it's the right beat? Uh, it, it, as an artist, for me, how do I know when it's the right beat? When it makes me want to, like, just come ferocious. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I feel it. Um, I don't really necessarily have a type of beat I like. Um, I have a type of BPM I like. I like the mm. range between 70, 70 and 130, 140. Nothing over that. I don't, you know, nothing under that, nothing over that. I, I really kind of have, that's what I like. Hmm, okay. So with that being said, I do want to ask you, what artists influenced you? What are some things that you grew that you grew up listening to that you feel has had an impact on your music? Uh, okay, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, as far as um, growing up, I listened to a lot of old school rock, country, hip hop. Um, I didn't really listen to anything else other than that. Um, what got me, once I got into hip hop though, uh, my favorite artist, Biggie, um, 50. I like Eminem, he's okay. Um, Jay-Z, Nas. I'm really an East Coast kind of guy when it comes to the lyrical side. Um, I do I do, li I do like pretty much a lot of artists, though, so I don't really have a favorite. But those those three that I first mentioned would be, like, probably top, my top three, yeah. Okay. All right. So that does explain, that does explain a lot, um, especially when I hear your music. Because one thing, well, even though now you're in, you said you're in, because you're in Arizona, but you are originally from St. Louis, correct? I'm originally from St. Louis. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. I think the phone cut out just a little bit. I said I was, I'm originally from St. Louis, and yes, I live in Tucson. Okay, so 
Now, the music scene, the music scene in Arizona. What, it's what actually do you really popping. Is it, it popping? It's cool. Yeah, okay. yeah, we got a lot of talent down here. Um, it, it's, 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 our time is coming, should I say. That's what I should say. AZ's time is coming. There's a lot of talent out here. It's only a matter of time before somebody notices it. I will say, and I'm going to tell you, I, I did meet a guy a long, well, not a long time ago. Well, a pretty, a long time ago. Um, he was, I think he was from Arizona. Um, he passed away, an artist. Um, and that made me kind of like say, Arizona like really does have talent. Um, his name was, uh, was Thahoom. And I remember thinking, I've never heard, like, I've never really heard, like, I've heard people from um, well, I would say maybe like St. Louis, uh, Miami, Atlanta, New York, mm-hmm. places like that. But when you think hip hop, I think you don't, you know, one of the things that doesn't key in your mind is like Arizona. So I think the like desert, you're saying, even, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like even listening to your music, it's like, you know what, even though you're in Arizona, it, it does seem like you're bringing a lot of attention to Arizona, you know, even though you're, you know, not technically from Arizona, if that makes sense. But I feel like you're bringing a lot of attention to Arizona, in my opinion. Because when I first I when I first heard that. your music, no problem, no problem, my pleasure. First time I heard your music, I was like, okay, he can he can actually rap, and he's not corny, and he's not. I think he a lot of people are surprised like, the first time they actually <laughs> hear my music. <laughs> But, you know, I think that that's something that we have to stop doing just as people is underestimating people. You know, what I mean, I think that stops people from giving other people a chance. So even just listening to your music, I was like, like, he's really he's really got the fire on. He's not scared to rap. He's not afraid to to sound confident over his music. A lot of people sound like they don't have that self-esteem when they're rapping. And it sounds like you have that. So. Can you tell us a little bit about things that you do or or what keeps you, you know, at having such a high level of self-esteem? That's just me. <laughs> That's natural. <laughs> That's to be honest, it's it's me, it's natural. Um I don't really have to play a role, I don't have to act and act, I don't have to write a script, it's I don't have to you know, I don't have to do all that. I it's just it's who I am, honey. Um, I have a natural swagger to myself. Um, I've always yep. been confident. You can ask anybody around me, my family, my friends, anybody that knows me, hey, that guy's a cocky guy. <laughs> you know, and I, it's, it's just who I am. Some people like but, it, some people don't. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> but you know what? I didn't even, it didn't even come off as cocky. It just seems like, and, and I like that about musicians. When I hear, when I hear certain music, I don't want to hear an artist if they sound like they're afraid to rap if they sound like they don't know what they're trying to do it it bothers me so when i get the opportunity to even interview somebody and get an insight into you know somebody such as yourself and get insight into how they how they operate or how they move i think it can help the next person just build their confidence up too because you don't you, you do have a lot of people that sound afraid my my counter to that um and I always tell artists this, uh, when you're in there, conviction, conviction, conviction. If they don't believe you, 
They're not going to listen to you. That's simple listen. and plain. It's it's very simple and plain. If they if it sounds like you're telling a story and it sounds fake, they're gonna the listeners and the fans are gonna know right away. They're they're gonna eat you alive. Absolutely. I, I couldn't. So that's I, listen, the main absolutely. thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. You gotta believe what the artist is telling you and what it's what they are saying. That's why once credibility is taken from an artist, the respect is lost, they have no more fans, their fans don't care. That now that's true. Now one thing I will say, and this is something that I've seen, you know, and you've probably seen it as well. Like even artists that come out like um Takashi, six nine, this man still how does this man still have fans? <laughs> how? How? You know, even Rick Ross when he um got, you know, outed by 50 for being a correctional officer, even though they do have some corrupt correctional officers, you know, it, it's still like one of those things like, is it, is, are you really telling your life story? Are you real, or are you telling somebody else's life story? Why are people still following someone who, who has been outed as being a snitch, if that makes sense? You know, how yeah. important is it for you to keep your credibility about who you are and what, you know, and, and what you bring to the table with what you rap? How, what is it that keeps you just focused, not focused, but that makes you just be that genuine? Or is it just one of those things that that's just who you are? That's another natural thing. That comes naturally. Mm -hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't have to put on an act, you know, write a script, talk lines, none of that. It's. I'm this guy every day. <laughs> I wake up, this is who I am, you know? So, um, you know, you, I always tell people, you got to be yourself. Don't be, don't try to play something. Don't try to play a role. If, if you're not that person, then don't be that person. Be who you are. Be genuine mm -hmm. because people don't like fake. People don't like no. that. They don't want to no. get to know fake. They want to get to know the real you. So, and, that, and that's, that's what my true. new album is all about. Um, I'm actually going to get more personal, you know, because a lot of my music, you may, you may be like, ah, he don't really talk about his life. And I really don't like to, to be honest. Um, I don't want to give everybody everything, you know, but I'm going to give a, a little bit on the album. But, you know, that's good, though, because sometimes you do want to you, you may not you may be a person who doesn't want, you know, everything out there. But at the same time, you can still tell a story. You know, you can still tell can your still story. Mm -hmm. And look how you're doing, like with what you're doing now, even your documentary that you're planning on putting out. And mm -hmm. I think that that's awesome because a lot of artists don't think beyond just the music it sounds like it seems to me like you're an artist in so many different aspects of your uh, well of of the word if that makes sense so i i can what appreciate you, are you a ahead. netflix or a hulu person i'm i'm i like both <laughs> i watch See, both. there you go but that's uh, why i thought of a documentary though <laughs> that that answer right there told me why i need to do a documentary because everybody goes home and watches something they all stream something Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I figured, why not? <laughs> but that's that's and, awesome because yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying? The, and you know, and it gives, like I said, it gives a more personal insight to what I do. You know, it is letting the fans into my life at this point, which I haven't done ever. 
<laughs> but that, but you know what? And it's good that you're giving them some insight because even with what you're saying, you don't have to give them everything. But you know, no. it is up to you what you cho- what you choose to show. You know. Yeah. What, what is, people see is what I'm gonna. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have the edit button. Should I say? Good. <laughs> good. Because I will tell you, there are artists that I've you know, I've I've been fan, you know, I've been a fan of or have listened to, for example, I think even like someone like Kevin Gates. I liked his music, but then when I heard him do interviews, I liked him even more. Um just even seeing like artists kind of show just a little bit. One of the greatest artists of our time right now. Yeah, he's 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 really different. He can switch his flow up. I, I really I think I think the world does not deserve Kevin Gates. Um, now, I will say, even even just sharing, you know, a bit of your life, a bit of your personal life with, you know, with your fans. I do want to ask you this: if you could give your fans just one message, just anything, what's something that you would like, or or what's one thing that you would like leave your fans with? Live your life the way you want it, because people are going to judge anyway. That That's would be true. what I would do. No matter what you do. You're going to judge you that anyway, so true. you might as well do what you want to do. <laughs> do what you want to do. You are so right. You Don't are so right. It's just life. It is. Now, I want to ask you this. As an artist, are you a fan of yourself? course <laughs> okay so my next question <laughs> what's your favorite song that of you from from yourself what's your favorite that you'll even just bump whenever you're you know just cruising what's something that you what's your favorite song from yourself all gas no brakes okay so that my means that's a song that i will be checking out all gas no brakes Okay. Yeah, it's on my YouTube channel. It's on my Spotify as well. Perfect. So it's off my EP that I dropped in 2018. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out. Because to me, if an artist says this is like they have a song that they like, it's something that they were feeling about that song. It's special to them. So if it's special to them, that means it's something special. It's really something special about that song because you can put out uh, so many different songs and, you know, you're like, okay, I know it's good music. I know it's a great song, but you mm-hmm. have some songs that are special to you. And yes, I want to hear it. So I'm going to check it out. Now, as far as the, the music business goes, what's one of the most challenging things that, that you've run into? Hmm. On a professional level. On a professional well, level. outside of the scammers. Outside of the scammers, I really, you know, I'm, I really haven't had much trouble. I do a lot of research before I actually do anything. I don't actually, like, mm-hmm. just do something and then, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't like doing that. So, honestly, I haven't had much trouble. My biggest thing now is just I need to get out of Arizona, and I know that. Mm-hmm. That's what I do know. Um, and I was going to go on tour 
but that was postponed because of COVID-19. So when that resumes, I will find out when the world reopens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you let us know. You let us know. Oh, yeah. I will let you know. Because I'm up here. I'm actually, of course, on the East Coast uh, out here in North Carolina. So if you ever get a chance to come to Charlotte, or uh, once everything, once the world reopens and everything is all clear, you know, I will, I be, checking out. will be checking that out. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Make sure, you know, and I'll tell you, what, if I see any opportunities um, out here for you to do so, I will I will also just let you know. I'll send you a little message hey, or something like, hey, you need to check this out, you know, because I think it's important as even, you know, as somebody that loves music and has seen you know both sides of you know music the music industry I think it's important to help other people I think it's important to if you have something that you can share with somebody I think it's important to share that if it will help the other person it's not taking any skin off my back to tell you about something I I agree I wish more people were like you the world would be a better place and I appreciate you hooking me up no that's problem, awesome. no problem. Like I said, and that's real, and that's real. If that I see it, I'm going to let you that's know. Awesome. So, I, I, you know, I know I have a couple more minutes with you, uh, but I do want to ask you, who are some artists that you're looking to, to move forward, not move forward, but maybe collaborate with in the future? Mm, who would you collaborate If you could pick I, three. You know who I would love to work with is the baby. It's kind of weird, but I I, I like his music a lot. <laughs> I like him too. I like him too. I think a lot of people they want him to switch his flow. I don't think. Here's my thing. I think if something is working for you and you have true loyal fans, they're going to like what you put out no matter what. Well, not necessarily like it, but they're going to support you. They're going to support you no matter what. I wouldn't ask somebody to change if that's their style. That's how they. That's how they want to. That's how they got me to like their music. Keep doing the same thing, because if you switch up and I don't like it, I'm gonna be upset. I'm not that's, saying don't improve yourself, but that's a big stay key to artists, you. though, because some artists do that. They switch up their style and then their fans don't like the music. That's true. So that's true. I mean, what's the old saying? If it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, so. That's true. That's 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 where now, it comes, that's where that comes into play right there with 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 you as an artist. Yeah, that could be a double edged sword right there for you. <laughs> you know, and that's one of those that things. Could, that, that like could, that could really backfire you if you do it wrong. I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you. Like, I think there are some artists that have tried to switch up how they presented themselves, and it's kind of like no. You should have stayed doing what you were <laughs> do, doing before. Uh, I'm just, I, I can't, some things I just can't, can't get with, you know, when some artists try to be, I would say if you're more of a, an artist that puts out music that is uh, more party-like or um, club-like, I would say, it's good to explore, you know, it's good to, to work on writing. It's good to do that, but you still have to make, like, you can put, you can 
you can give people a little bit of the sugar in the medicine. You know what I mean? Like you can do that. Oh yeah. But at the same time, oh, yeah. don't 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 switch up who you truly are if it's going to be forced. I think that's the message. I think that's what I was trying well, to say. That's the biggest <laughs> that's thing is don't force. If it sounds forced, we're, the fans are going to know. That's, that's, that's true. They're gonna. They're not gonna. That's one. That's one thing you can't do is fool the fans. <laughs> never been done in the history of music (laughs) because they will talk about it and now with the internet oh my god back in the past they could do it but oh my god everybody's got an opinion now (laughs) everybody so i want to know what's the best advice that you've ever been given for as far as music the music business goes Uh, the best advice I was ever given was by my former manager, Troy Jarvis. Um, he used to own One Shot Recording Studio here in Tucson, Arizona. Um, lions don't care about the opinions of sheep. Hmm. Best I advice I was ever given. I like that, though. So, when he gave you that piece of advice... Was that something that you just took to heart? Was that something that you struggled yeah. with? Just other people's something opinions? Something I struggled with. Okay. Something I struggled okay. with, and he gave me some advice. Okay. It was good that you took that because that's really one of the true things. Because why would you, you know, why would you even lose sleep, you know, about something like that, about what other people are, the opinions of other people? So I'm glad that you mm-hmm. took that advice because I think that that has helped you you know, move forward as an artist and build up your character. Oh, yeah. Not as not only probably not even only as an artist, but just as a person in general. I, I agree. I agree. It, it can uh, when you care about opinions of people. Um, that's when you're in your feelings. When you get in your feelings, you're out your bag. So that's true. Can't get in your bag if you're in your feelings. So that's the, now that's true, too. I mean, that's what I, people should take away from. <laughs> so I know that we talked about you know what you're doing outside of music. So if you weren't but if you weren't doing music at all, if you weren't an artist, what would you be doing if if you could do anything else in the world? Hmm. That's easy. I'd be a cook, chef. I like to cook a lot. Oh, okay, okay. So who cooks out of the out of you in the family the most? Is it you or your wife? You do the cooking. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. What's your favorite dish to make? I don't mind. I love cooking stuff. Okay. Me, my favorite dish. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. I'm really a real steak and potatoes guy. So nice. Okay, bro, <laughs> bro, I love making steak. I my love wife making a likes marinade. to saute up the mushrooms. Steak. She does. So I'll saute oh. up some mushrooms and stuff for my wife and stuff like that. Okay. But I can Listen. do a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm versed in Italian, American, and I know some Latino cuisines too. Okay. 
multi-talented. Make sure you include that in your documentary um, when you're cooking. I will. That's why I said they're going to get sure you <laughs> into my life. Might see, make some ceviche or something. You never know. Okay. Because well, I'm going to be looking forward to that documentary now. I'm serious. Like, I love a good documentary. Oh, it's. It it is it will it's not gonna come out probably till twenty twenty one. You know, I was gonna start working on it, but you know, with everything going on, I I really can't. Right, that's Studios true. Being closed that's down, true. No shows, no tour. That's so it's crazy, really, though. I'm really not gonna be able to get anything done now. Um, when I do, hopefully the tour, you know, resumes by July, August, some somewhere in there, and then I'll get to working on it. You know. Right. Good. Um, and even before that, I'll, I'll, you know, I want to have my camera guy follow me to the studio because I'm working on the album. It's just, you know, and I was before everything locked down. So before everything did lock down, what is your, what is your process like? So from the time you get into the, well, let me back up. Let me back up all the way. Before you even get into the studio. Do you have a process, like, do you have a plan before you just jump into, you know, go to the studio? What's your, what's your process like? Oh, yeah. Well, the song's already written before I go to the studio. There's no okay. point in going to the studio if you don't have no material. So I'm always, the process is how I started beginning the song. This is how I told you it to be in me. I'll just throw on mm -hmm. a beat and... It really depends on how the beat goes. I might, if the hook goes first, I'll come up the hook first. If, if if it just says go in, then I just go in, you know. So and then like I said, I'll come up with a couple punchlines or or just a couple metaphors or something, and I'll go in after that and I'll finish the sixteen. Come up with the hook at that point, then write. And then if it's a two verse, depending on if it's two or three verses, I'll write another couple sixteens or whatever. But yeah, the song is always written before I go to the studio. Now, once I get to the studio, you know, the, the, every vibe is everything. And I always tell people, if, you, if your vibe is off, your music's going to be off. So vibe is always mm -hmm. crucial for me. I don't really like a lot of people there. A lot of artists, like, need, like, an entourage. I don't ever, I've never <laughs> understood why you need 20 dudes for you to rap with. I, I've never understood that one. I might have a couple people with me. But they're just for moral, like, not really even moral support. Like, one guy might have the, the liquor, you know, the other might have the trees, you know. I, I, you know. <laughs> so they're not there for nothing. They're not. <laughs> and that's the point, you know. I've seen a lot of guys, they'll come in with 30, you know, 10 guys. I'm really being exaggerated when I say 30. But they'll come in with, like, five <laughs> or 10 guys. And they'll all be drinking. And and. And it's mm -hmm. like, how are you supposed to get anything done in that kind of environment? I don't understand how you can get anything done in that kind of environment. So I, I like to be by myself mm -mm. and a couple guys and the engineer. That's it. And and, and that's, that's good, like though. That helps out, you keep. You know. Go ahead. No, that's, I, no, I understand. Like, I think that 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 like you're saying that does help you keep focus and you're not distracted by having like an entourage. Like, it's taken. I feel like that takes away sometimes from some people's creative process. To me. Oh yeah. Well, distraction. 
you, your music isn't going to come out the way you want it to because you're distracted the whole time. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with drinking and, and smoking while you're in the studio. No. It's when you got <laughs> other guys doing it with you and you're not actually focusing on making good music. And you're wasting your money and your time. Absolutely. That, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> that's what. That's the biggest thing they need to take away from that one is, you know, you're wasting your money and your time. If you're just going in there, just a party, you could do that at your house. Mhm. So I've never understood that well. one. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. So, like I said, there's nothing wrong with having. You might as well. Time. But a party while you're recording? No, you don't need to do that. No. So just to kind of kind of switch things up just a little bit. Do you have any any shout outs, any messages you want to deliver while you're on this podcast today? What's something that you uh one piece of advice that you could that you would like to leave everybody with today? Anybody that's trying to accomplish anything in their life? What's something that what would you advise them of? Hmm. Yeah. My message would first be go check me out on Facebook, uh, Michael Taylor <laughs> yeah. Deville. Then go follow me on Spotify at Coop Deville. Um, Twitter at the Real Coop D. Instagram at the Real Coop Deville. Um, YouTube. YouTube.com slash Coop DeVille. Uh, special shout-outs. Um, my best friend, John. My mom and God. Um, any messages I would like to leave with the people is never give up on your dreams. Never give up on what you care for. Life is a garden. You got to water it. That's what I would say. And that is appreciated. I think I think that even just, you know, for me to have somebody like yourself, you know, speak so confidently um, and is just a confident person overall, I think that you can help a lot of people. So I, I really do even appreciate you coming on. And I do have one more question. Um, Coop DeVille. <laughs> Everybody can you asks. explain the name? <laughs> I got to know. Uh, I love Cadillac. Where Cadillac's. did that come from? Uh, it's love my Cadillac's. favorite car. So I just, you know, I love Cadillacs. Um, it's my favorite car. I'm actually still in search of an 83 Cadillac. <laughs> so once I find that, and then I'll start picking it up. Okay. As of right now, I drive so a just minivan. 83? <laughs> I have, what's that? Yeah, 83 is my birthday. Oh, you said, oh, you know what? You might as well go and look in the country because... I'm pretty sure you'll you'll find one. You look in um I can't think of the uh is it Auto Trader? I don't know, I'm not sure. But <laughs> online, um I know in the country they have still, like, there's a lot of Cadillacs out here. Like you can drive by and people have for I've, sale. I've yeah. came across a few out here, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. Just not, not the eighty three. I'll, I'll find I'll find <sighs> <laughs> I know you will, man. I know you will. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I, oh, this yeah. is when this I do, really it'll be been... up. I'll fix you up and put it in the video. <laughs> oh, listen. I know you will. Oh my God. Listen. You let me know when you find it. You let me know when you find oh, it. Oh, and before so, I go, 
I sure. do have my new single, Too Much Sauce Part 2, featuring Unique Divine from Smeared Lipstick Crew. Um, that will be dropping very, very soon. Okay. So stay tuned. Okay. We will be staying tuned, man. So I just want to say again, you know, thank you. I hope to have you back on, you know, soon when everything opens back up. Um, oh, I'd love to. And love to do. I really appreciate you just coming on today, taking the time out. Again, I know it was very short notice, and and I really appreciate you just, you know, just joining me and having a conversation with me, just really talking, and sharing your wisdom and sharing your life with people. So thank you for doing that, and and thank you for coming on today. No, thank you for having me. It was a blast. I loved it. You know, I got much to do on my quarantine anyway. <laughs> Listen, oh my God. <laughs> well, speaking of which, speaking of which, quarantine, how has that been treating you? Is it like what, how have you been just dealing with that right now? Well, I was already like that before, so it's kind of almost like that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I, it really didn't bother me um, mentally. Um, it's just bothered me financially. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, that now I know that that part at least sucks, you know. Yeah, it's okay though, you know. Because I know, you know, I know yeah. you'll bounce back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You gotta. What do they say? You gotta take a loss to be a boss. <laughs> that's what they say. That's that's what they say. You ain't. You, they say that's you ain't true. Boss, I'm you on never my took way. one. <laughs> Listen, you're on, you're you gotta be. But you're really one of the most inspiring people. That well, one of the most inspiring people. I appreciate that. Hello. Can you hear me? I think I lost you. Oh, oh, there you are. Okay. You there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm still okay, here with you. Okay, we're back on. We're here. back on. Okay, okay. But I was saying, um, I appreciate you just you just being transparent with, uh, with your life and just with the things that you've you know gone through. So it's much appreciated, man. And and thank you for coming I, on today. I, I like I said, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I think it's big for artists to be transparent. So. Absolutely. Give them, a, give them so, an insight to actually who you are. Awesome. Well, I, I want to just say this. Um, I just want to make sure everybody knows, hey, check us out on Spotify. The podcast is on Spotify. Um, it's going to be on iTunes shortly and iHeartRadio. So thank you, everybody, for just listening today. Thank you, uh, Mr. Coop DeVille, for coming on again. And um, we'll you. be in touch. And you have a good rest of your day and take care. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.